All right, Go. welcome, welcome to the show. I guess uh, we have our first topic. What is emotional sobriety? <laughs> what I is mean, it? I mean, it's pretty simply defined, if you ask me. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm asking you, what is it? Because I don't know what it is. In the most simple terms, emotional sobriety is being able to have to have it to hold. That's awesome. That's a Grinch and a a Grinch and a um, snow globe. Snow globe, yeah. Okay, actually, no, no. That's a hey. That's a great metaphor. The Grinch and the snow globe. The Grinch and the snow globe. Those little snows. You're trapped in this bubble. Little snows. They're they're pitter pattering all over you. But they don't affect the Grinch. The Grinch is solid. The, the Grinch is grounded in the platform. In hate. In in fury. <laughs> yeah. No, in go on. Comfort. Go on though. Uh, uh, what, no, what you is... know what? Okay. I, I I was going I was gonna say something, but it's actually that's not what emotional sobriety is. So I was gonna say I'm living this life to the fullest. I don't want to hear no shit of water because you could, but you couldn't. I'm going to show a nigga how to do it. Pull up already, see I'm looking. Don't get your girl tooken. I run through, creeping, and I'm cooking. And don't you even try to play stupid. I'm really known to do it. All I do is play my own music. Because all you little rap niggas clueless. You foolish and you knew it. Hey. Emotional sobriety is simply being able to have emotions and not drink. But that's not what it is, though. Wouldn't that, term- do, wouldn't that just be sobriety? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's the point. Exactly. That is not what we mean when we say it in AA, when we say emotional sobriety. It means being able to respond in a sober manner without drinking. Obviously, that goes without saying, but being able to handle emotions in a sober manner, in an adult way, not losing our shit. Emotional sobriety is like keeping the being in the middle. You know, that's what I view emotional sobriety as like you're gonna have highs and lows but for the most part you're well balanced so that when something comes along you're not like completely thrown for a loop right so uh you just cut out fool what'd you just press unpress that oh no no you're back no. Yep, you're back now. This has happened. Uh, hear me now. Yep. I can. I be. Can I hear now? You can hear now. Okay. To me, that's what the universe saying. It's not interested in whatever I was saying. <laughs> that's a, that's a probably plausible explanation. That's how I accept it. I just you know, I just accept it and, and move on. Dude, honestly, though, that's a great, that's a great piece right there, dude. I mean, listen. Ah. Ah. Hold on, we got more. Yeah, this is another one of those moments. A Santa cutout. Hey, bud. Oh, he can't hear you because I turned turned off the, um, the. He can see me. Look, he can see me. Yeah, now he can hear you. It's Santa, I see, with a gift in his hand. Ah. Very cool. Oh, oh. I don't think that Santa is circumcised. That's a great. 
Exactly. The Grinch is definitely circumcised. <laughs> He's Jewish. Yes. He is definitely Jewish, dude. Uh, Max. Uh, saw, I the saw Jewish from the very beginning. <laughs> I saw a great uh I'm I follow like the Sopranos Twitter people that just do Sopranos memes all day long. <laughs> and one of them was like Polly at the at Whoville basically being like, Hey yo, tone, you know, uh our friend, our Mr. Green friend, you know, went and did a did a little deal here, and I'm trying to get our taste over here. You know, he's going to have to give us a little taste of this. But I don't know who all these who's are in Whoville. Who would have thought what you would call who's? Because they're like Grinch. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I'm in a meeting. Grinch. I'm in a meeting. Can you go hang out with mom? Uh, mama. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this first uh, ten minutes is pretty much unusable. <laughs> hey buddy buddy thank you sir he's thinking about it he almost made it okay now the uh where were we i don't know dude mm-hmm <laughs> No, dude, you said, okay, so we could start right here, dude. Welcome to the show. Fuck yeah, we're here. You were just talking about how the way that you made sense of the audio cutting out was that the universe didn't want to hear what you had to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I love that. Not, I mean, it is probably true as well, but. I love it because it's just in any given moment, you can choose how you want to perceive any circumstance or situation. That's your choice. So you can choose, you can believe in meaning like what you just did and in like an ultimately positive view, like you're not taking yourself so seriously and, you know, you it's like I would view the way that you just explained that situation in your mind as a as going with the universe. Right. Because if you were going against the universe, you would be like, I'm going to actually rewind, get this right, do it over again, blah, 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 blah. Like this is a this is a complete mishap. What the frick is going on? You know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's. You know, I don't even, it's just, uh, I feel like that's all I try to do on a daily basis is just go with, with what is happening. You know, that I think that's what, what life is really is like this. It's this weird, we, we exist in this weird in-between space of reality itself. And then our ideas and our creative energies. So it's like, there's a, as an individual there, there's something that, 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 wants to be birthed through my experience but it's but it's going it's playing off of reality itself like they're melding with one another and that's the game it's like trying to figure out you know how to orient myself along along um those lines so yeah when the audio cuts out i just go okay yeah i i look at life as being the guru just whatever happens is what's supposed to happen Yeah, I mean, 
uh, you know, I just think about it at the job, you know, like all these different things come up and like, it, you know, we're dealing with people, man, at the end of the day. And especially with these owner occupied renovations, dude, which are fucking we should stop doing these completely because they're just a nightmare, dude. What? Because people are living in there while you're doing it? Yes. Oh, my word. And it requires all kinds of things like cutting the water off, losing power, you know, being open to the element, et cetera. But it's just awkward, man. You're trying to do your job and there's people there. You have to like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Andy was talking about charging an additional 15 percent on top of everything if you want to live there while we work, which I think is actually really smart. But anyway, forget about all those details. What I'm saying is with all of these interactions and all these variables constantly coming into play, I have an option to choose how to perceive what people are saying and why people are reacting the way they are. You know what I mean? Like Josh of 10 years ago, anything that didn't go completely with my flow of what I wanted to happen was a a direct affront on me. It was personal. Every single time it was it was like, you are trying to fuck me. Why are you so mean to me? Why are you being so difficult with me? Right. That's how I viewed everything, dude. Like, and that's why I was not really employable. I mean, I have uh, um, other attributes that make me fun to be around as well. So sometimes I got lucky and found people who appreciated my humor and my essence but at the end of the day i was pretty much unemployable because i viewed everybody as against me if they if they were preventing you from going your way no really in general i thought oh. everybody gets me but also in that sense oh yeah, i just didn't really think anybody I, so you it, didn't it, you didn't view people as npcs of like these just kind of things in the environment you thought subconsciously you felt like that everyone was out to get get out for themselves well no i had a much more egotistical view like what i'm saying is old josh would think that it's all about me so whatever they're talking about is about me oh right okay Psych- like, psycho- psychosis <laughs> you don't like the way you don't like that i'm better than you so you're doing this to me or whatever oh, right um, dude I, li- kind of I, insane... I lived that yeah, in, that's what in I'm relation saying. to you. Oh, it's a Jewish rite of passage, dude. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it is the the essence of being Jewish is is this right? Who gefelt my gefelt a fish? <laughs> yes, it's like it is the most asinine train of thought, though. Like you think I'm better than you, so you are doing this to me to make me worse. Yeah, You're I'll... doing it to me because I'm better. Yeah. So, so really what that boils down to is God is doing this to me. Why God? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't that, I wasn't that, I wasn't spiritual enough to even grasp that, get that far with it. It, It's like the, it's like the opposite end of ego is like, or self-centeredness. It's like you could be self-centered and think greatly of yourself or be like, Super self-centered and think horribly of yourself. Looks like you got some mail, dude. Mail? Is that mail? You've got mail. You want to see what it is? We're in the middle of a talk. 
Um, I get what you're saying. So you're just completely self, self, uh, every, 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 it's all, it's total self-involvement. Everything's about me. Everything's about everyone. It's everything does every, like everything's occurring because of, of me, my presence, what I've done or not done all that. What you can't see is Eli is spinning around at a rapid pace for the last 10 seconds and he's probably going to varm on himself. No, no, no. He can do this for, for ever. He doesn't get dizzy. He doesn't get dizzy. Uh -uh. That's a super, that's a superpower. It is. There's a whole, uh, there's a whole line of uh, spiritual practice of people. And I, I can't remember where they're from, but they're called whirling dervishes. I think Morocco or somewhere like that. And that's a practice. They just do that. I'm familiar with this whirling dervish. I didn't realize it was literal in that sense. Oh, yeah. You they see, literally whirl around. Yeah, you've seen Samsara and Baraka, those films, yeah? No? Dude, that's that's your that's right up that's right up your alley. Mm -mm. It's mm. basic it's basically Tulsa in video form about cultures of the world. I saw the Texas Killing Fields. That was pretty good. What is that? That's the new uh, four-part true crime series on Netflix. That was a pretty good one. Huh. Emotional sobriety. Emotional sobriety. You got to watch a lot of true crime, dude. Uh -huh. to keep that emotional sobriety going. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. There is a direct correlation to how much I see on television involving murder and how much calmness I can exude from my, from my being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get home some days and I'm like, I need to see some murder. <laughs> Understandable. I need to see Be some murder. Right better, now. better out there and on the screen than in here. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. But anyway, so like to, to, to bring it full circle though, on that train of thought, it's like now I have a client, she's an older lady and she is so nitpicky and forgetful and, and obnoxious in one, in one way of looking at her. From a client uh, project manager standpoint, it's like a nightmare um, because she only retains information that is 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 not helpful. <laughs> so you, she's missing all the important stuff. Like it changed to tomorrow and she's holding on to it. It's supposed to happen today. Mm. So because people don't realize things change and people are not completely reliable and we're not like some all knowing being, although they seem to think we are. But but anyway, so I can choose to look at her in this way, like, why is she busting my balls? Like, just let me go, lady. Please let me leave me alone. Stop texting me. Or I could be like, I have an opportunity to do my job even better. I mean, yeah, that's practice. To take it to the next level, dude, to make you... it so it has nothing to complain about. So you so do your possible task. I want to get into the nitty gritty of it. You feel tension. You feel this tension within you when, uh, she's, pe when she's peppering you and you're just getting annoyed. That that's good. That's good. That's yeah. There is sometimes when, yes, in certain circumstances, it does get to me. Yes. And, but what you're, it, what you're saying is you take that energy and you, you repurpose it. A 90% of the time. Yes. But not a hundred because we're not perfect. Yeah, we're not perfect, dude. And I still have that, like that deep wiring that like she is against me and wants to see me fail. <laughs> I still have that. Right. 
it's still in there. It's like, why is this bitch trying to ruin my life? I right. still feel that. You're right. Why me? But really, she just wants her house to look perfect, which is an, an impossible task as well. You know, no house is perfect. Yeah. But, but you know, she's striving for perfection, and, and I should be the one doing my best to achieve that for her. But it's just, you know, some days, dude, your, 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 sub, your sub bails out on you. You know, your, the material you need isn't in stock at the store you're at. And then somebody else cancels and then a client complains and then, you know, you get stuck in traffic and then you're like, you know, you got this much left, dude. Mm -hmm. And there are those days fairly often, honestly. So, but no, dude, I, I mean, overall, listen, if you were to ask her right now, despite all of the little things that we've gotten into, because we're practically family at this point, you know, if you were to ask her, how she feels about me, she would tell you she loves me. You know what I mean? Like she, she has no issue, but we still have that friction just because it's such a difficult issue to, to be doing all of this with them living there. And, and the thing is she's retired. So she's there all fucking day. Mm. It's so we get no respite from her nonstop nagging. Man. Like last night, last night, I'll just last thing on this and then we can move on. But last night we had this fucking guy, dude, showed up an hour late to put in these fire logs. Turns out he's this old guy and he is just yapping, dude. Bless your heart. He's like this old ass country dude, just yapping and yapping, trying to talk about everything, dude. Finally, Kay has to go into the kitchen and I have to walk outside and pretend like I'm on the phone. So this motherfucker will do the work. But at the but yeah, and all I want to do is go home on a Friday afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Here yeah. it is, like 4:30, and this dude is piddling around, not getting his job done. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. So, but the thing is, I'm not gonna leave my client with this fucking weirdo alone. I'm just not gonna do it, dude. So I'm not leaving until he's leaving. Kay's like, you can go home, please go home. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, Kay. I'm not gonna abandon you in your time of need. Like this guy's creepy. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I care about her and I, I'm going to go the extra mile off the top. But, you know, it's just the situations you find yourself in, man, is just it's a lot, dude. Mm. And the whole industry is is slowing down. So it's about to be. It's about to be hard on these streets, I think. Right. Yeah, there was a big it was it was really big wave. Yeah. Everybody was buying. Everybody was touching up. Everybody was building. Yeah. Now nobody's building. Yeah. Meaning the big companies. Right. There's still a lot of building going on, but the big companies, they kind of determine the market. They're slowing down. Right. But I mean, we got a backlog. I mean, I had a, you know, that's one thing I love about my boss, man. He keeps it real, dude. He keeps it real with me. So, you know, we had a real talk yesterday and, you know, He's always going to take care. We've been through this kind of stuff before, and he's always going to take care of me. We'll, we'll work it out. And I'm a team player, too. So, But did I tell you that job that I bid got approved? My my, my guy Sanders. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm doing that in the middle of January. And um, Andy doesn't think much of it. He's like, it's $75,000. It's like fucking not going to make any money. I'm like, dude, this is a big fucking deal to me. Oh, absolutely. You better, you better watch your mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is a this is the this is the this is what you want to move into. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. This is what I want to be able to do. But anyway, yeah. Days like today, dude, it's like just a brutal week, bro. You wouldn't know anything about this, but toughing out a food poisoning, a sinus infection, and a ton of shit hitting the fan at work. And I went to work every day, all day. <laughs> and here we are. I made it to Friday. I crashed after dinner, dude. Jazz made some great tostadas. I was out. And, uh, now Saturday morning got an early start, dude. Woke up at like seven thirty, ready to fucking tackle the day. And I'm like, I feel this pressure to get all this shit done, but I want to just relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how to, dude. I don't know how to relax. It's not fun for me. I know, man. That's a skill. It's a real skill. You know, I. Uh... I like to say, do you got what it takes to take it easy? You know, you don't, dude. I don't, I don't, dude. I'm not even joking. I do not. No, I believe it. I mean, I, I haven't known, you know, the, the, I, I used to be wired the same way. I still, that's the thing is like, I still am. The energy just seems to be going. It's 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 it seems to be more meditative now. I've just it's I've transfigured it the energy itself into a meditative state of being. So the energy's still there, it's still accessible, it's still present. It's just not it's not always within me. It's it's well, it is always, everything always is. Well, but. I mean, look, when I'm driving by myself, sometimes and I got phone calls to make and I got places to be, but but sometimes I'm just like listening to my key Glock and I'm in the zone, dude. Again, I'm just in that place. That's why I listen to this trap music, dude. It just, it's the one thing that gets me in that mode, dude. Like, boom, I'm locked into the matrix. You know what I mean? It just feels right. Yeah. Yeah. With the bass, dude, and the, and the, the, the rap. I don't know I, what it is. Dude, I needed to be there the other day. It was like a week and a half ago. I had that same feeling. I was like, I need to be, I need some fucking good trap music. Like that's roll time, you know, like, and yeah, I went to, and I went to all my shit and it wasn't cutting it, dude. I was like this. Key what Glock. I'm, yeah. What I'm coming up key with. Glock, Adam. What? Key Glock, dude. This is who you need. I Well, well, I, yeah. And I, uh, anyway, so I, 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 I was just like, this sucks, you know, and dropped it. And I picked up a buddy. He gets in the car and he's like, yo, I got the three, six playlist. Let's do it. And I was like, perfect, dude. Like that's, you know, I couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't figure out what I needed. And he threw it on and it was like, yeah, now we're, <laughs> now I'm where we want to be. Yeah. I mean, three, six is, is, is a nice go-to, but there's something about this key Glock shit that just, gets you where you need to be dude it is the it's the crack of music mm -hmm. straight up dude the, the the way they do this shit is just he's he's memphis best right now dude period he's the he's the champ nobody nobody's coming near him anyway moving on if you look at like my top played songs of 2022 it's like 15 of the marquee clock. <laughs> Stupid, dude. 
I'm just such a fan, dude. And and ever since Dolph died, like Glock is just taking his shit to the next level, dude. It's pushed him to become the top dog. Yeah, he's he's untouchable, I think. He, and by untouchable, I mean he's probably the next to get shot in the head. I was thinking about what happened to Nipsey Hussle, you know, the other day. That was political, dude. That's different. Well, I would. I was thinking about how he's that coming. That wasn't. At, well, go ahead. Well, my my th- I don't know anything. The thoughts I was having was, he's coming up in his hood. He's making big waves. It's, and this is the thing that's interesting. Everybody who's well known knew him, but I would say the popular public didn't. So he. And I've I've known him. Well, yeah, but you're you're always under. You've always been kind of a niche. Oh, you've been aware of the niche and the stuff that stuff the underground. That, yeah, yeah, underground shit. You've been you're you're hip to that stuff, but but the popular people popular isn't. Listen, there's two different communities, dude. There's there's the black community. They all knew Nipsey. Nobody in the black community didn't know Nipsey. And then there's the white community where a lot of them that are hearing like, you know, the, the top 40 on the radio, these guys, they don't know him. But but no black person didn't know Nipsey. So so my thought was like. He was like a civil rights leader, leader truthfully. Yeah, but, well, that's what I that's what I gathered was like he's basically building enterprise in his hood, you know. And apparently, it's like the everyone in his crew or the people that that were, yeah, uh, to lack of a better word, say more successful monetarily and and uh, socially, were saying, you know, it's time to get out of the hood, you know, like you're getting too too big, essentially. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, dude. As soon as a rapper dies, the story of their life just immediately changes. I mean, that's right. Yeah, you never you know. know. I mean, yeah, he turned into some kind of god after he died. But I mean, in reality, he was a. I mean, and this is for what it's. I mean, I don't know a ton about him, but from what I gather, he was a gang banging motherfucker that turned super racist against white people, civil rights guy. Like that's basically his like timeline. I mean, he was which, pretty anti-white, which is which is what <laughs> which is what surprised me when I learned about Malcolm X's history, because it's very similar. And Malcolm X got killed when he decided to be open to all things. It was like someone in his own clique killed him because he changed his messaging. Y- yeah, that's the that's the whole thing about it. It's like when you try to cross the line. I think that is I think that is a great comparison because I think that is what really happened with Nipsey is he was like starting to realize you got to pay to play. You know what I mean? He was reaching that point where he was going to have to do deals with the enemy. Yeah. And that's what the black, the fucking Farrakhan motherfuckers don't want to see happen. Yeah. He was going to go out of the hood. He was out of the hood, dude. Like he was going to make deals with rich old white people. It's so interesting. But see, 
Dolph got killed for straight up rap beef, like just for no reason, just dumbass. I got more money than you. I'm the man type shit. That was just straight up stupid rap beef bullshit, dude. No yeah. politics. Yeah. And that's how Key Glock would go too, dude, because he's not, he doesn't stand for shit other than making money and fucking bitches. Dude, you, you listen to those old Tupac records and it's like, I mean, he's say like, he's, he's, he's being extremely aggressive to people that exist on the planet right now, publicly saying like the worst things you could possibly say to someone publishing it. So everyone can hear it. It's like, That's right. yeah, I know it's, but it, That's it's rap. Dude, a, have you heard a hundred shots by Dolph? No, dude. He roasts Yo Gotti. Dude. It is unbelievably painful to listen to if you're yogati but but like uh, but i but there's a di like well I, th I think of ice cube and when ice cube took like did easy e and like went for that went for all them it was so creative and it was different than just pure aggression and pure hate like tupac was channeling some some raw fuck you and listen. ice cube was playing with it and you can oh, you can tell I, the you can tell the that, difference. I thought that little spot right there was like a spot on my screen, but it's the light and never. Okay, Is it, I've noticed that. I've noticed. That. I can't tell if it's the light from outside or. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this actual fixture on my ceiling. This. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought it was a splotch on my phone for a second. Anyway, dude, listen. It's also there's like this nostalgic lens into the past, right? Like it's all the same shit, dude. It, it's not that much different. No, man. I know, I, but what I'm saying is when you're when you're transfiguring that energy to come at it very intense and just you know like Tupac, fuck you, fuck your click, fuck this motherfucker, that's fuck this. Art. That's, that's art. I wouldn't. I mean, everything's art. I'm saying the only thing I'm 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 distinguishing is aggressive versus yeah a more oh. a more aggressive insight to action address versus a creative expressive expression of anger there's See, two differences here here's the thing dude each artist when they get involved in a rap beef each artist is going to respond in their own way dude their manner so when Dolph is going to make a diss track about Yogati, he's going to rap like Dolph. Yeah. And the truth is he sounded just like he does on all the other songs on that song. It just happened to be a topic that was like really insulting to Gotti. Right. So like Tupac was aggressive from the very beginning, dude. He's always been aggressive. Even his love songs are aggressive. Okay. Like even, uh, show me how you do it dude that one is just like he's still like <laughs> dude how do you or how do you want it dude that song even that how do like you very, want it very aggressive dude like so he of course his nature of of uh, of dissing a a, a, a diss track is going to be tupac style dude like ice cube was always goofy but but you can but like but you can tell a difference if you're listening to Ice Cube's "Fuck Easy E" track. You're smiling. You're like, even though it's about like you, like that scene from the NWA movie is a perfect example because all of NWA is sitting there with Easy listening to this track, 
And like they're trying to be stone faced, but the motherfucker on the couch is like, dude, this shit is hilarious. Like he's killing it. <laughs> yeah, but that's just that's just West Coast style, dude. That's how they rap. That's what they do. It's not any different than anything else they do, dude. Even straight out of Compton, there's like this comedic element to it. Like it well, just doesn't sound like the gang banging shit of the day, dude. Well, today. Think, think about Eminem. If Eminem does a diss track, if it's Eminem so... does a diss track, he's gonna be like, yeah, but he uses he uses <laughs> metaphor and allegory to where you actually have to look up the words he's using to diss you. It's a different, it's a non-aggressive style. But that's exactly what I mean. But that's Eminem style. And I'm saying there, there's a difference between pure hate and a stylized expression of beef. I'm saying there's a difference. It's all art, dude. Pure heat gets you gets you got. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, if you want to approach it with the more comedic and not and comedic, calm, just taste and awareness. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think some some rap beefs are publicity stunts. Some rap beefs are just about press. That's true, but I think the I think the other rapper feels that and knows that. That's exactly my point, dude. When when Dolph dropped that diss track on Gotti, that was not a publicity stunt, bro. <laughs> that was fuck you, motherfucker. And it was like when you hear it, dude, it's like damn, dude, you feel that. Uh huh. And that's art to me, dude. To take real hate and real, real fucking aggression but that's what gets people killed absolutely that's my point dude. that's the game dude <laughs> Jesus. so let me ask you this let me ask oh. you this let me ask you this dude because i know my answer but i'm just saying if you had a choice to sugarcoat it and live or to keep it real and go down as a legend what do you want dude you keep it real and live you know, that's not an option it's an op it's always an option no, dude. You not can in this keep rap it real, man. It, it, this rap shit is different, dude. But it's a game of ego, man. It's it's it a, nobody wins that game. That's the thing about Dolph, dude. Is he was really hard to deal with if you didn't like him, because he always came like that, dude. He was always so loud and 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 in your face with it dude he never calmed it down that's why i respected him so much because he was basically the black successful rapper version of me <laughs> but he's dead but he's dead now true that's why i decided to not become a rap star <laughs> yeah. dude i don't think people would be able to deal with it if i was like making the hundred grand from a show <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole lot of be, that's a whole lot of matzo balls. Oh man, I'd be so obnoxious, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, they don't want it. Hey, everything plays out how it's supposed to, but I'm just saying, dude, like, listen, Dolph is a legend now. He went down as a god. Just a god, dude. Yeah, Something we seem we seem to do that with people. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and it, you can't help but like now when I listen to his shit, I it sounds different now. Like he really died in that gun smoke with a fucking box of cookies in his hands, dude. Like, yeah. 
it adds some level of realness to the whole deal because he, he was in tracks like talking about it, you know if i die today my son is is good you know and he so, was talking about all that shit dude man just it's the gang shit it's just so weird you, you look back and you can see that these artists have actually like they've they've actually it's almost like they they've subconsciously through their expression created their outcomes i no, mean dude, not dude, like that. best example i'll give you the best example dude bob from atlanta when he wrote that planes and shooting star song you know do you know the song yeah. i'm talking about like it's airplanes shooting stars want to yeah. wish right now when he wrote that he was not doing what he was writing about in that song he was still relatively unknown uh, outside of atlanta See, but that's the thing, though, dude. He's an industry artist. That's not, he's nothing, dude. No, I'm just saying, I'm just using him as an example of how an individual can, can. No, dude, you're, 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 you're saying a chicken and egg thing, dude. Here's the thing. You're, no, you're our, I'm saying our words have the potential to create our reality. And a lot of times, especially with Dolph, you look back at what he was saying, he'd already accepted all the, the game that he was playing to the point to where there's no other way for it to play out. No, but see, I don't view it that way, though, dude. That's what I'm saying. I know that's what you're getting at, but that's not how I view it. Bro, as a suburban white kid, that like as a wannabe, like, dude, again, a wigger from East Cobb, dude. That's who I was, okay? As a wigger from East Cobb, I could never understand truly at the core what it's like to be born in the situation that Dolph was born in. No, none of it. But, but that's, mom, the, that's the best his, part about the music is it gives his, you but, uh, the opportunity. But hold on, though, dude. His mom was a crack addict, dude. He was a crack baby. He was born addicted to crack, dude. Listen, he was never, ever going to be anything else, dude. Just the fact that, bro... He his destiny was determined before he was even born, bro. That the, the music just happened to happen. That's the random thing, dude. He didn't change. He was he was a gang banging, drug dealing motherfucker in Memphis before he ever became a rapper, bro. He he. That's that's where I'm saying he didn't change anything with his rap. He spoke his reality, dude. He was a real ass motherfucker. That's why I loved him. He was just re he was just sharing what he saw and what he lived. That's yeah. That's that's great. No, that's that's spot on. That's well. That's and that's kind of what I was saying. If you look at Brad Knoll's lyrics from Sublime, he's he knew everything and he was sharing everything, and it was just out there for us to see. And that's that's what is attractive about these individuals is that they. I mean, when you see all your friends dying of heroin overdose, you kind of have a feeling like maybe I'm going to go out that way. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, don't you, I mean, did it, you have that thought? No, I mean, never, never, never. But I did, I did listen. To, I did listen obsessively for years to every lyric Brad Knoll ever said. And he's, he's just describing his experience. Like he would have been doing what he's doing. The music is a happy accident. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's it's where I a, agree. It, it, it's intentional, but it's to portray that Long Beach burnout drug, you know, surf lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like he captures the essence of that that vibe, dude. That's exactly it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he was speaking. Trailer is, park, just yeah. the dirty, grungy side of, of Long Beach, California. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, absolutely, dude. And that music really holds up, dude. There's a reason why everybody loves him. And generation after generation falls in love with him. Dude, it's because weird. It's just real, dude. It's super weird that I still see 15, 16, 17-year-olds wearing Sublime Sons. It's just that iconic, dude. It's I mean, funny. it's like the Beatles, dude. You think the Beatles are ever going to go away? I mean, Let It Be is the greatest rock album ever created, dude. Like, yeah, it's not going anywhere. No, that's true. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, see, that's like, dude, that's an even better... I don't think we have time to go into this, but so, bro, I remember when what I got came out and we were in in like elementary school, dude, or like wherever, whatever grade I was in middle school when that song came out. And like we were on on tables at the school dancing like this was like a, a breakthrough, like it was this epic feeling of, of this music. And and obviously, at the same time you did, I had this love affair with this band, dude. And I bought everything they had on CD. And my parents would take away the CDs and I would go buy them again, dude. And I was so obsessed with every single thing they did, you know. And then I grew up a little bit and I started realizing, hey, there's a lot out there, you know, that I can discover my own shit. You know what I mean? Like at the age of Napster and, and LimeWire and all that shit, then I discovered, wow, dude, my music can go whichever way it goes, dude. Like, I, I don't have to be subject to what they're playing on 99X. You know what I mean? So then I I branched out. And in that time period, when I was kind of picking some of my favorites, you know, which were, for me were a lot of like down-tempo, underground, you know, tr you know trip-hop shit, and, and also like underground rap, I kind of formed this opinion, you know, twenties in my twenties that Sublime was great, but dude, you're like a fucking, you're you're a you're you're just like how, how what's the word? You're just it's a weeb. Fuck. Weeb is the word you're looking for. A we you're just a, a <laughs> grow dork. up, find I, more. <laughs> yeah, I just saw all these people and they all love Sublime and they're wearing yeah. the shirt and I'm like, you guys are dude, posers, dude. And, okay, you, poser don't, is and you don't even know. Poser, <laughs> your poser is the word. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you were a fucking poser. <laughs> and, 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 and I started like distancing myself from the music, dude, because I just didn't want to be another person that likes Sublime. Dude, it's crazy. I have the... You just cut out again, dude. The universe. Yeah, no. Come back to me. You, you're muted. Dude, you're muted. Oh, hello? Yes, you're back. This is the most active podcast I've had all year. That's why this is <laughs> my, my setup's blowing out on me. All right, so finish because I'm gonna I'm I'm almost there. Okay, so I have the sun, the sublime sun, tattooed on my arm, and I still feel what you're describing when I see others representing this idea. Because like, <laughs> it's 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 I don't need to see it anymore. It's it's it is it's already been. You know, this is 
this is ter- this is terminally unique in in, in in its finest form, dude. I feel like I can't like something as much if you like it. It has to be just mine, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So yeah. so what I'm saying is, okay, so you're a fucking poser. This is like my 20s, right? And then it get to the 30s, and I'm kind of like I I for whatever reason I just wanted to listen to 40 ounces to freedom. So I listen to 40 ounces to freedom, and I'm like. Dude, this album is so amazing. It is. It's amazing. It's a masterpiece. You don't. And know I'm just it. like, and I'm just like, now, dude. I'm just. I'm a dad. I've. I ain't got the time, dude, to be calling people posers. No. I'm the poser, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Yeah. That's the. Uh, that's the end of SLC Punk, dude. You just. You suddenly realize, like it's. I'm the fucking poser. That's the whole thing, dude. It doesn't matter what other people like, dude. No. It shouldn't. One minute. Give one minute. One minute. We're almost done, buddy. We're close. We're We're almost done. This has been a great episode. As soon as we started getting into it, this is a rap uh, music art episode, dude. This is what it's at. Uh, Eli, go find mom. Just 10 more minutes. Five more minutes. minutes. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. minutes. Five more minutes. We're so close. Thank you, sir. Hey, Melissa, thank you. Thanks, Mel. I'm good. How are you? She said, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, dude. That's it, dude. I mean, that's it. Where I'm at right now, dude, I don't give a fuck if every person on the face of the earth likes Sublime, dude. 40 ounces to freedom is the shit. 100%. Period, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, that's it, why everybody fucking loves it, dude, because it's awesome. Yeah, that doesn't change. Keep wearing the shirts, everything, dude. Yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah, whatever. it's great. And then I'm like, I'm like uh, uh, Bob Marley, dude. It's like, you, you know, Could You Be Loved is like, we've talked about this before. It's yeah. like the greatest song ever made, dude. It's perfect. The drums make that song. The disco it's drums make that song. It, everything though it's the subtle guitar it's the vocals it's just it's the most perfect song to me dude and, and it's also got 700 million plays on no. spotify yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. not the only one that likes it no <laughs> no yeah that's yeah I, and i mean it all goes back to it all goes back to this simplicity Dude, we like as an artist, you're trying to like overcomplicate this thing so much, dude. And it's like the real masterpieces are just the raw, simple expressions of whatever the fuck. It's so simple. It it has to feel natural, dude. Yeah, the uh, 40 ounces eclectic. You don't know what you're getting each time a track changes. I mean, they're all it's just but it all goes together. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's it's but just... I'm waiting for my Ruka. At a party, a it's house just... party. It's just, <laughs> Look dude, at it's the happening. people just rally around me. I don't care love. if tweeds are I don't care if tweeds are rocking to that shit right now, dude. It's awesome. Go for it. You're not right, the dude. one to me, but you're my best friend, Lee. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right, dude. Good app. Dude, epic. Talk to you Love later. You, bro. You guys have bye. an awesome weekend. You too. Bye.
Bye, Hila. Tonight I'll be